0: Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Rob Hartnett is a high achiever a long-time Melbourne business figure, he moved from his early days at KPMG to prominent positions with Hewlett-Packard, Apple and advertising agency Mojo, to now managing partner of value-selling associates. He's learnt a lot along the way about leadership, personal development and what it takes to make the most of life. Rob's a huge believer in chasing your dreams and making them happen. He moved beyond the everyday to become a world champion yachtsman. He's a passionate cyclist and now he would like to share his own achievement strategies with the rest of us so we too can aim higher to achieve our dreams. It's encapsulated in his book, It's All Possible, in which he weaves his own story with other everyday Australians who've achieved exceptional goals. Included in the book is Rob's four-step possibility system – to help us all reach our best potential in our personal and business lives. Positive thinking is a central theme, but as Heather Dawson suggests to Rob, that's not enough to transform our lives, so what
1: else counts? Positive action. So what I call positive thinking is fantastic. I'm a big believer in that. But positive doing is actually where the magic happens. Just having a go and getting out there. So it's that thinking and that attitude and mindset, but actually taking action and doing something. Yeah. That's the harder bit though, isn't it? It's always the harder bit, but it's also the fun bit. And it's so much of your environment, the people you're with can make it a lot easier. You're doing it within a team or you're doing within a group, be it business or in your personal life. Well, your book's called
2: It's All Possible. And at the start of your road to all this, you discovered Tony Robbins, the famous Tony
1: Robbins. How important was he to your thinking back then? Tony was important, but what was more important was the person who put me onto to Tony Robbins, which was a sales assistant at Technical Bookshop in Elizabeth Street, all long gone now, who I just went in to see on a Friday night after working going, I kind of want to do something around something personal. It wasn't even personal development. It wasn't even motivation. I didn't really know even know what to ask for, Heather. But he was such a great assistant. He knew. He said to me, I think I know the section you're after. And he took me down there and he said, have a look at this. This one seems to be selling quite well. And that was literally my introduction to Tony Robbins. So Tony was important in reading that book because it was my first area to look at. And of course, from Tony, I always love research like you do. I was like, well, who motivated Tony? And it was Jim Rohn. And so that led me to Jim Rohn, which led me to Brian Tracy, which led to me a lot of people in that kind of um, US-based, I guess, success, personal development arena. Well, you then developed
2: your own sort of personal mantra, which involves a lot of L's, <laughs> Rob. Yes. So what do those L's stand yeah, for? Yeah,
1: um, so it's like a 5L strategy for life, um, which is, you know, firstly, let's live. Like truly live out our lives rather than just existing. Uh, It's about leading your life rather than accepting your life. So living is one of them, Um, to laugh, to have a great sense of humor, to realize there's always a funny side of it and to try and find that, to learn, to be a continuous learner, to have like a growth mindset and always be learning and always be willing to learn from somebody, Um, to love and to accept love because you can't give what you haven't got. And so that was a really important one. And the fifth one is legacy. So legacy is in terms of what are we going to leave here? Um, what is it going to be left for our, our children, our family, for other people um, as we go on? Okay. Well, back to your book. You describe a
2: four-step
1: possibility system, Rob. So how does it work? Well, the first step is attitude and mindset because a simple thing about this is it's attitude and mindset, then vision, then strategy, then action. They're the four steps. And attitude and mindset is the first one because if you don't have that right, your vision will be limited. You can have small ideas when you could have so much bigger ideas and you could do so many bigger things and more things which impact more people. So having your attitude right first then leads into the vision, which then you set your strategy on how am I going to achieve that vision, which then gets into um, action.
2: Do you think a lot of people, a lot of business people – just fail to see the importance of, you know,
1: attitude and setting yourself off on that road? I do. I think a lot of them don't have the vision or they just accept the vision. It's somebody else's vision, not actually theirs. And I think we're now moving into an era of great leadership and what I call transformational leadership versus transactional leadership. Because what what does a great leader do? A great leader does two things straight up. They model the right behavior, but then they create an inspired vision, which means they need to have one firstly, and then they work it with their team to create a team-inspired vision. So I think as we start to do that. It's early days. I still see too much of just the follow me and and management by fear, unfortunately. But I think we're getting to a step where we're getting more leaders saying modelling the way and then starting to set the vision. And we should do more of that because that's why we're doing it, not what we're doing.
2: And I wanted to ask you about one of the things that you write about in your book is conquering that negative self-talk that you obviously had at one point and, you know. Still do. S- still do. Yeah. You know, I think we all do. We're all human, yeah. But how do you get over that? And you got a name for your negative self-talk. this right. was Richard or Dick. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, I have. Um,
1: well, I kind of have three voices in our head and it might sound a little weird, but I think people can relate to it that whenever I have a negative feeling, I have it. It's either Richard or it's being a dick. And Richard is a great negative feeling. If I'm a cyclist. And uh, so I will give you a, a version. If I'm heading down a hill, Richard will sometimes go, uh, do you know what up for the next corner? Should you be breaking now? And so Richard can be really good in helping me. It's almost that primal fear part of your brain going, have you thought about that? Watch out for that. And I love Richard when Richard's doing that. But sometimes Richard can be a dick and go, do you really think you should do that? What if it doesn't work out? What if this happens? What if people think you're an idiot? What if that doesn't happen? What Are you going to fail again? And that's that separation. It's the same sort of person, but you're going to say, you know what? I'm, the Richard bit, I love. Now, sometimes Richard Doe can be a bit of a dig. (laughs) Well, fear of failure, is that what often holds us back from achieving the impossible? I think in a way it does, but I'd like to kind of rephrase it a little bit. And it's not so much about failure is the problem. The problem is our attitude about failure. So if you think about sometimes we win, sometimes we learn, then it's a whole different thing. One of my mentors, John Maxwell, uh, said to me, What is something that you could go and do knowing you would fail in the result, but you would learn a tremendous amount? I thought about that. And that's when I went and did my first uh, cycling. um, I did World Master Games in cycling after a few years earlier, just doing it in sailing. And uh, I thought I'd swap cold turkey to cycling and go to a World Master Games. (laughs) But I did it on the basis. I knew no way would I win. I just wasn't at that level. I didn't know what I didn't know. But I would learn a tremendous amount. And so I think when you look at failure in that context, what can I learn out of it, then it's a different spin. There is so much for leaders across industries to manage today, so don't feel like you're
0: alone. There's a great resource actually called Leading Conversations. It's a podcast from leading teams and it shines a light on the kinds of issues that impact performance, eat away at culture, and how they helped to turn things around. There's three full seasons of Leading Conversations available, so start listening at leadingteams.net.au forward slash podcast. Or it's free wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Now, your book is supported by um, the real life experience of everyday people who challenge what's possible. And you've got several heroes in the book, haven't you? Could you mention you know one or two of them?
1: There's a few in there. And I really wanted to do the book to feature kind of what I call everyday people, because it is everyday people that even achieve amazing things. Aaron Wood's a classic example. And Aaron and I met through a marketing program we were doing together. And he was getting to understand what I'm about and what sort of thing. And I turned to Aaron and said, tell me about you. And he says, well, I've got a terminal illness. And I was like, I just you know, I didn't know where to go. And he's the most loveliest guy. He's actually one of the top personal trainers on uh, northern uh, beaches of Sydney. But he had a terminal illness. He probably still does have it, but he has worked so hard to beat that and say, I'm not accepting that. And as a teenager, he was told that. And he's now in his mid-20s. He's got his own business. He's an entrepreneur. He's doing really well. And uh, one of the great things Aaron does is I said, who's your target market? He says, well, it's, it's actually men about 55 years and above, and I'm trying to encourage them to get fit so they see their grandchildren. It's just, such a beautiful story so Aaron is one uh, probably not as well known Alyssa Campbell another friend of mine you know the aerial skier amazing what Alyssa's done not only as a Olympian that, was, that wasn't that was good enough but her charity that she's done and the work that she's done and as a, as a mother and uh, you know now working and living internationally so she's a couple of great stories there
2: well you see these uh you know, real high achievers. But you think it must uh, take a lot of drive and discipline to get there, to be a true high achiever. Maybe not everybody has that
1: sort of discipline. I think that's right. I think that sometimes um, the mistake gets made that people have a, maybe have an idea or desire. And desire's got all, you've got to start with desire. But where I've found people fall down is they don't actually expect it. So desire has got to also come with expectation. Like I expect to win. I expect to get there. I expect it. What's it look like? And that's where vision actually comes from. So they just do the desire, but they don't actually do the visualization part. And people just think that's just a dream. It's not. The visualization is actually really detailed. And what is it going to look like? How is it going to look like? And I actually live in full expectation that it will come at some point.
2: What's your key message to people in, in business, Rob,
1: out of your book? I think the key message for in, in business is let's have creativity, Let's have enthusiasm. Let's have innovation in business. Look, systems are easy. People are not. And I see there's so much power in people that we that are not leveraged. And I think what's happening now is that we're seeing millennials and Gen Z who are actually saying, you know what, actually, this isn't really good enough. And I think the boomers and the Gen is kind of went, oh, well, that's how it is. They're not saying this. And I don't think they're any different. They're just talking. So I think as a business leader or as a business owner, you're out there. Think about the power of your people. Think about the re- the innovation, the creativity and things you can do to spark that kind of work in your business, because that's where entrepreneurialism comes from. It's not always about rewards. Just actually respect and empathy and that safe environment and getting people to try things. Okay. Well, you put a lot of yourself into this book. In what ways have you changed? Well, I did put myself in the book because I thought there was no point just writing about other people. Um, you've got to talk about yourself and say you've done it. So that was the main reason I did it, but not to, you know, sort of big note myself. I think I've definitely changed as you get older, you get wiser. I think there's an interesting, uh, I, I mentioned this in the book, I think you spend a good deal of your working life, working up your resume, and then the rest of your life, you start working up your eulogy. And you know what? <laughs> and I think the eulogy doesn't have to start so late. We could start really early. Like, you know, You're optimistic, you're positive, you've got gratitude. And so those sort of things for me have probably, been the shift in me, definitely as you would know, Heather. Having children and family um, changes those things Either you reflect back through them. Or as Stephen Covey used to say, the the child that troubles you the most actually is hitting your weak point. <laughs> so learning <laughs> yes, about that, yes. yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Well, final thoughts. You have quite a few in your book, Rob. So would you share them with us? I think some of the final thoughts for me are you know and one of the reasons I, I kind of wrote the book was that. I see so many people with great ideas, great passions, uh, ideas for technology, ideas for movies, ideas for um, making the world a better place, and they get stifled, or they don't think they can do them, and they can, and we must. We must do it. We must do it for all of us. Uh, We must continue to persist in what we do. Persistence is is a big part of what I talk about in the book, and to be grateful. And so the the final words I, I have are really, you know, stay kind to each other, keep smiling for each other, and look out for each other.
0: That was Rob Hartnett, Managing Director of Value Selling Associates and author of It's All Possible. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more B Daily tomorrow. Follow at Daily podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z-A-R-S dot